Are you an experienced hiker and backcountry camper? Are you known as a map geek? Do you enjoy planning your own wilderness adventures out in gruesome detail? If so, Art of the Trek is looking for you to join their team of route guide planners. This position is paid. It's freelance. It's flexible. It's remote. It's a bonus during COVID. So if you're interested in doing paid route planning for Art of the Trek, please shoot an email to Nicole at artofthetrek.com and tell her you heard about it on Backcountry BSing. All right. Welcome back to another live edition of Backcountry BSing here. Um, this is a BSing we've talked about doing for quite a long time here, Mr. Mr. McMillan. Yes. Um, so I'm glad we finally, and you have a, just a beautiful backdrop behind you, and the lighting, <laughs> of course, your lighting is always on point. <laughs> the lighting looks good. Um, so we are joined today. Oh, nice. Oh, nice, nice. There we go. Yeah, um, that's my with, secret. With uh, Ben McMillan from Hilltop Packs. Uh, sir, and this is the new, you guys just moved into this. this yeah, it's been this, a work in progress. This, right? yeah. been, uh, it's it's kind of confusing how we actually got to this point. I'm sure we'll get to that, but it's been a little crazy getting into the space we're in right now. But yeah, yeah, new space. Yeah, not many not many people make big uh, big moves during COVID. Sorry, we're just checking the stream. I'm just making sure the front end looks good here. Yeah. Go right ahead. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, we look great. Oh, I'm getting an ad on my own stream. <laughs> yeah. No, come on. Um, all right. So you are, yeah, this is, this is, we're good. We're golden. All right, sir. Sorry about that. Um, so okay. we're going to get to the, we're going to get to Hilltop Packs, but I want to yeah. go. You want to go wanna, deeper. I want to go deeper because I like to learn about the man behind the packs. Um, so you're, you're we're located in, I know, right? So um, first, honestly, you've been a big You've been someone that's on Chill Brothers' side for the last like year, yeah, and you, a big supporter. Yeah, ours, and so. we appreciate everything uh, that really you've do done for us. That. And yeah. and these things are pretty sweet. Yes, by the way. Yeah, um, you guys do the same thing for the cottage industry. We all appreciate that as well. So thanks for our, your support to us. They're working on our garages and stuff like that. So we appreciate that, guys. No, it's awesome. Yeah. Um, but I want to. So I know I know a little bit about you, just a little bit because we're Facebook friends. But I want to hear the story. <laughs> of how we got to Hilltop Packs. Cause I, I know there's some DJing in there. There's some photography yes. in there, Yep. but I want to hear, let's go okay. back. So have you always been into backpacking? No. So I started backpacking about five years ago and that wow. pretty much started really? because of photography. So I'm kind of a, I guess considered still kind of a newbie. I feel kind of like a fraud to be honest with you. Yeah. I'm talking to guys that have been doing this for 20, 30 years and here I'm making gear and I'm sending it to these guys. I'm trying to give them some advice on some of the stuff we make. But it's a little weird. I'm only five years in. But that's questions okay. I'm still asking of you guys and some other YouTubers of how does this feel? How does this work? Can you guys give me any pointer? So uh, I like making stuff. That's It, it kind of grew into that. But it started with photography. I wanted to get my gear a little farther out of the woods, go a little lighter, start making my own gear. So that's how that started there. So you so, so you were – yeah, have you always had the sewing skills to be able to like make your own gear? Yeah, so back in high school, um, we had a teacher in high school who was kind of on the prettier side. I don't want to say too much about her, but all the boys took sewing class, including myself. But I was, but I was the only dumbass that actually liked sewing. So while they're all talking to the teacher, I was in the back sewing myself a jacket and a shirt and a hat, you know, stuffed animals for my, my brother and sister at home. So, yeah, so I, I don't know. It was kind of weird, but that's how that started. But since high school, just always been into making my own stuff and wasn't always backpacking, obviously, but a lot of other gear and covers for DJ equipment for speakers and just, you know, it was cheaper to make it myself. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that is cool. Um, so you got into backpacking because you were into photography and you wanted to like go get out there and take sweet pics? 
Yeah, so you know, with photography, I like being a little bit different than everybody else. I don't want to do the same thing. I don't want to go to the same landmarks. I wanted to go, you know, I don't want to take the same picture that everybody else has taken a hundred times. I wanted to go ten miles in the woods and find something unique and different. And different, <coughs> excuse me, find something unique and different. And that's where I started taking, you know, buying gear. I went to REI. I bought like the biggest pack I could find. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to carry all of my equipment, which I'm sure you guys have tried to do that too. Everything just felt so heavy. And so over five years, I just started kind of, you know, winding that down and started making some of my own gear. But it all started with photography, just trying to get out there and go a little bit further uh, just to get away from everybody and take pictures that no one else was taking. And I'm not a landscape photographer. I'm actually a wedding photographer, but I do enjoy landscape photography. I'm not the best, but it, it's fun for me. It's a nice break. It was. Did you think you would get this this into backpacking, like running your own company no, no, into this backpacking? Is, this is still kind of a fluke. I'll be honest with you. I have another business. I've been self-employed my entire life. I, I've always stayed busy with those businesses. This was not supposed to be a thing. And um, do you want me to say how it actually yes, started? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, let's okay. jump, in. jump right into that part. So with my photography business, we have a bunch of employees. We do like 400 weddings a year. We have our own wow, print shop. Yeah. We print for other photographers occasionally. So we have a lot of office staffers, eight people that work in the office. So we have our own print shop. So we know how to print. We've always printed on unique materials, whether it's canvas or whatever. And so we have the capability to do all that stuff. So as I'm making backpacking gear, I started getting more in Dyneema and uh, X-Pack and things like that. And I was just happened to, I was reading a, uh, a data sheet on Dyneema and what was in it because I wanted to actually cut it with a laser cutter. I wanted to make sure I wasn't going to kill myself with the yeah. fume. <laughs> so I was reading the data sheet. And, you know, there's some things in there. I was like, well, I could probably print on this kind of stuff. So I tested it out, took us some trial and error, but I got to figure it out. So, and this was still for my personal use. I yeah. wasn't, had no interest in selling it. Mm-hmm. But I made a bear bag, and everyone's bear bag is either at the time was like green or blue. Right, right. And I was like, I got to do something a little bit different. I just, again, I don't like doing the same thing everybody else does. I get bored with that. So I printed a bear bag that had a bear on it as it was waving. I've seen this. I've seen this. I thought it'd be funny. So I posted on Instagram. I put it on a couple of Facebook groups. I put it on Reddit. And almost overnight, people start messaging me wondering if I can make one for them. The same thing. And I made like probably 20 of them within just like a week or two's time. And then I said, well, maybe there's something here. So I posted a few other pictures of stuff I've made. A few people asked for that. And then I think one of the pictures ended up in a, or one of the bags ended up in a YouTube video. I can't remember who it was first. So that exploded from that. And then within a month's time from posting that first picture, I, I backed up a second, got a business register. I said, maybe there's something here. I still just thought I would just do it on the side, me and my daughters, my wife at home, put a little shop together in the basement. Still didn't think much about it. And I uh, just started doing more unique printing. Then we started doing custom printing for people. And that's when it really kind of exploded. And then some YouTubers started putting some you know, pictures on their bag, their, their YouTube channels on their bag. And then, you know, honestly, I approached you guys. I know we talked briefly <laughs> yeah. about this, but I messaged. I'm not even sure which one of you guys uh, answered this, but I really wanted to put somebody's face on a bag. Hell and yeah. I thought there's no one else out there that's going to like yeah. do that. They're going to think I'm an idiot. I never <laughs> talked to you guys before. Not us. I was like, this is probably the weirdest <laughs> no, we way down. to open up a conversation. I didn't talk to you guys beforehand. I was like, hey, can I put your face on a couple of bear bags and send them to you? <laughs> Obviously, <guys> yes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and you guys got them. And then, honestly, when you put them in your video and you call them face bags, that's what solidified the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. And just people started talking about face bags. And even if they weren't putting their own face on it, they started buying these bags and that's probably where it really started taking off is through your channel. Um, I know John Kelly had some stuff on his channel. Yeah. Um, Jeremiah Stringer, a couple of early guys really helped out. And really it was YouTube that made it really explode. Yeah. And, and we started early on, started thinking about how do we expand this out of our house? Cause it's still attached to our house. That shop's actually still there. There's still four machines there. Oh, nice. Uh, but we thought we could like bring some people into our home. And this was probably around 
around February, we started thinking about how can we expand this in our home and just bring like one or two people in different shifts. And then COVID hit. And of course, we're not going to bring people in our home like in mid-March. So that kind of changed those plans. And then just, just, there's a bunch of other issues that kind of came into play, but we knew we had to expand because the orders kept going up every week. And it just, and it honestly, sales have skyrocketed through this whole thing and not went down. They went down for like three weeks. It was pretty rough for a bit, but then it jumped right back up. So I know I went a little bit long on that story. But no, no, I was, um, I, I do have a random question though. Has anybody bought our face bags? No way. As a, people have asked as a joke, uh, no one's actually, you can sell them. Yet, but, you can sell them. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> I thought I'd just put your, put it on the website, just to see if anybody buys. <laughs> I have a bargain bin. Maybe I'll make a couple just yes. put it in there. and I'll, I'll make, here's what we'll do. I'll make yes. one of Kevin, one of Andy. We'll see which one sells which first. One sells more. <laughs> we'll I like that. <laughs> Dude, that's hilarious. So. <laughs> uh, no, I was going to ask you though. I was actually, cause we, we talked to, um, garage grown gear a couple days ago, but I was going to ask oh, you yeah. how, um, how, the COVID thing has affected business, but it sounds like, yeah. I mean, there was a little dip, but then good. Yes. And, and I can even just talk about the other business. I have my photography. Oh studio yeah. 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 Because it, it was kind of crazy because both businesses immediately took a dive. My photography studio, we usually do about 400 weddings a year. At this point we've lost, I think 240 of those weddings, only like Jeez 160 God. left. So that business was really hurting. And then this business took a dive immediately as well for like three weeks. But then it started picking back up. And honestly, your sales are like seven, eight times higher now than they were before all this started. So it is really growing fast. Really? Yeah. And I've actually talked to Lloyd of Garage Grown Gear, and I really want to work with him at some point. But him and I have been talking, and my business is still growing so fast. I can't stop yeah, and make gear. Right, you know, right. I want to, and I do plan to at some point. Um, he seems like a super nice guy. Um, but I just we, – we haven't plateaued yet where I can maybe – go that route and get some stuff to him at a lower price point. We're still growing. It would just hurt business at yeah, uh, to go right. that direction. So I'm holding off on that. That's so interesting, that trend, because Lloyd's in the exact same trend the other day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he did. Yeah. He did. And, and certain things, I I, I I feel for the photography and the wedding business oh, in general right now. Is, so is that, is that starting and... to come back at least a little bit? In the fall. So I'm in Pennsylvania and Pennsylvania probably has some of the strictest. They do have very strict. Yeah. Yeah. We actually do some weddings in Ohio. We do some weddings in Maryland, West Virginia, Um, Ohio, Ohio, West Virginia, Maryland kind of are on the same um, plan, I guess you could call it. And those weddings are still kind of going on, but downsized a little bit, like 50% capacity. The problem with Pennsylvania is our governor put in place a 25 person wedding limit Uh, inside. And that has pretty much canceled all Pennsylvania weddings. However, Moving towards the fall here, last month and this month, a lot of venues have just tried to find ways to work around it, putting tents outside. Yeah, okay. And so our fall season isn't so bad. We're actually still doing about 80% of our weddings in October than we would have had normally. So oh, okay. October is actually, you know, it's not too bad. But the whole first half of the season was just gone, you know, and that's nothing you can do about it. Just fight through it. And uh, our, our motto has just been, you know, adapt and move forward. That's all we can do. Yeah, that's uh, I, I felt for that. I mean, there are so many industries but the wedding one in general, I was like, oh, shit. But, but I mean, you're also affecting like catering, DJing. I, it's a whole, yeah. it's a whole sector. I mean, it's a DJs, limo rental. Yeah. As far as the wedding industry, venues obviously hitting it pretty hard. DJs are probably even worse because the first thing they cut off is the DJ because they no longer need it because they have a big crowd. Yeah. They're cutting off the DJs and just the catering is obviously downsized. That hurts them. And when you can only operate at 50% capacity as a caterer, you just chopped off 50% of your sales. That yeah. really hurts. Yeah. Yeah. Even our packages have been downsized for like backyard weddings and things. And I don't go too far down the road with the photography thing, but it, it if I didn't have hilltop packs, I would probably would have jumped off a bridge at some point. Oh. <laughs> you know, it, got, it got really bad. Well, we don't yeah. want that. We don't want that. Yeah. 
How many um, how many people are working at Hilltop Packs now? So right now, uh, originally in my house, it was me and my wife, my two daughters, and we just kind of all rotated part time. Mm-hmm. But no one was really. I mean, I was obviously full time as much as I could. But since things got busier and busier, um, it, my wife and I are definitely getting our forty hours in plus. You know, I'm doing sixty hours for that. My two daughters, my middle daughter, my middle child got a job at a, at a Dunkin Donuts and she really wanted to do that one more social instead of being in our basement. So I, mean, <laughs> so I understand that. And my oldest daughter is at Penn state. She's doing the online uh, thing right now, but um, so she doesn't have time to do as much work there either. So I have a couple of other people sewing from home. So mm-hmm. early on, it was just a mixture of part-time people. My mom was doing some stuff from her house. Another girl was doing some stuff from her house, but that wasn't going to, that's not sustainable. That was just kind of crazy. Yeah. So now with the new shop and the home shop, cause we're still operating both of them. In this shop, we have four people right now, probably going to bring in another person part-time, maybe two people part-time in the evenings. We're still running two people at my house, me and my wife there. So it's right now six full-time people wow. and two or wow. part-time people. Yeah. That, that's probably awesome. Expand that, as well. that is so cool. I, uh, and one thing I wanted to bring up because I thought it was really cool was in, the, in March when you guys did the whole masks for Greene County thing. That was really cool. You made a lot of masks, and I thought, I thought that did. was very cool. And, and I, I won't go down that think too much either but we did it it came from a good place we wanted to do some good stuff yeah. but honestly it gives a lot of, a lot of exposure into it as well and with backpacking people start talking about it, that really helped us out as far as exposure but obviously we're doing it for you know yeah. a real reason it came from our heart we really wanted to do it but then as you guys know mass turned into some weird thing man and over the last you know month or two it's can't even talk about it anymore you know i was yeah. pretty proud of what we did in our community because it wasn't just us we had volunteers doing it we had volunteers delivering our local sheriff's office was delivering yeah. house, to house and a lot of people were involved in doing it close to seven thousand masks we made and delivered for free didn't didn't charge anybody a lot of good people involved in and now looking back we can't even talk about it i can't even like you know post a thank you to the group of people that did it because they're all embarrassed that they were doing it because people bash them online really and, yeah. and what masks are political it got very political, and it's a shame, but uh, I still feel really good about it. I'm glad we did it. Helped a lot of people. This was We started before all became mandatory or law yeah, or whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it for a mandate. We did it way before all that because we just wanted to help some older folks who couldn't buy them at the store. And But it's, it was a good cause. We're proud to be a part of it, but uh, we, we since have stopped. It it's, just got uh, you got another good cause going right now, too, donating 10% back to um... – Yes, I was gonna say you're also the only was people it, that I've it, seen that printed an Instagram post on a mask. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was a real mask, by the way. We really did do that. Now the bag we just made—that was fake. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the ten percent thing that that came about Back with a conversation from a. If I could name drop for a section, but Darwin, I talked yeah, to Darwin course. a little bit. Yeah, go for it. He's really trying to push people and some companies into giving back. And some of them already are. Right. And I don't know which ones they are, but he just wanted to kind of kind of make it more of an industry thing. And and he's hoping more people get involved in that. And I hope they do as well. So he was talking about some numbers, you know, what can you do? And I talked to my accountant, he gave me some numbers. And uh, he was my accountant suggested a much lower number. It just didn't sound very good. So I went ahead and bumped it to the full 10%. And then I did the math. And I about shit my pants. That's a lot of money, but I still think it's, I think it's a good cause, and it, it feels good to do it. And we're glad to be a part of it. But um, with Darwin kind of pushing that one and talking to some other companies, I think you're going to see more companies doing it. Nice. As well. That's I mean, awesome. I mean, the it's like we can only use cool gear if there's places to go that are protected yeah, and exactly. available. Yeah, exactly. you know, that's a good push by the industry to do that. Sort it's of fantastic. It yeah, yeah, kind of makes sense. Yeah, because there's. Many times I've been on trips and I'll see a piece of garbage on the trail and I'll be like, and I'll swear about it and I'll keep on going. And I'll cuss. And I was like, I should have stopped and cleaned it up. I don't always do that. 
um, or I should, maybe I should go out and volunteer more. So this is my way to kind of solve some of those problems yeah. instead of just complaining about it. Um, so speaking of, of going out there, you got any, um, got any backpacking trips lined up? I hope so. Hope so. so last time I was out was, it was, uh, March. Uh, I went backpacking with, Is that Jason, with Jason, John Kelly and, uh, Jeremiah Stringer. And I had a few plans throughout the summertime, but honestly, things have just been so busy. I have not been able to get out there, yeah. but I do plan to go out at least once this month and once next month. I do plan to get out there. You're probably going to be Dolly Sides is where we're probably going to That's a fantastic. Have you, have you been there before? That's, that's my spot. That's my, yeah, many times. That's okay. my go-to spot. I like to go by myself sometimes, go yeah. friends sometimes, just kind of depends, but I have no problem going out by myself, but that is my my spot for sure. It'll be good. Uh, it'll be good colors too. Should and be. that's kind of what I'm trying to hope for. It's starting yeah. to turn right now. Hopefully it does. Hopefully it lasts a, more than a week or so. Yeah. Hopefully can get down there and take some pictures. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jason, after you guys went on that trip, Jason and Jeremiah texted us and they, they gave you the, they gave you very passing grades yeah. as, a, as, a, as a backpack <laughs> companion. Yeah. They're a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're super fun. And you guys went yeah. to Red River Gorge, right? Yeah. That was the first time I'd been down there. Jason's a super nice guy. You know, he's, he, and everybody jokes, but he's like the, the tour guide for yeah, the he Gorge. Is. And he really is. He knows a lot of stuff about it. And, the, but hearing like him and Jeremiah, those guys, they all know each other. Busting each other's balls was a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> I, I tried to join in. Hopefully it wasn't too, too abrasive being a new guy, but, uh, yeah, I may have been a little harsher than I probably should have been, but, but we had fun. Yeah. I mean, Jason, Jeremiah, John Kelly, like the nicest good, people, pretty, pretty nice crew, the nicest there. people in the world. Yeah. 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 We yeah. were, uh, we're trying to get another thing on the books with them, but it's, it's just, it's just been hard. And COVID throws a weird wrench into, into yes. like group meeting up with people, you know, cause it's like, I don't know, it's, it's like kind of weird, but it's also backpacking and you're outside. So it's like, you'd think it's a low risk thing, but I swear to God, John Kelly gave me coronavirus last time. <laughs> <laughs> so, so like, uh, I want to like, put that on a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I listen, I so badly wanted to make another shirt. Uh, cause last time I was on your show, I had a, a shirt that said something yeah. on it. Yeah. So what I wanted, I was trying to think of something silly to do this time. And I knew you guys did some like uh, barbecue videos. Right. Oh videos. yeah. So I, I was thinking of something earlier in the week and I, I yelled at my wife, I was downstairs, yelled to my wife up the stairs and said, Hey, where can I get a, a chef's hat and an apron? I was going to custom print like the, oh, like, that's cool. and she yells back. She's like, I don't know, but whatever you're doing, don't tag me in it. Paris <laughs> <laughs> constantly by my, what I do, but it, I couldn't get it. So. Um, Maybe next time. No, you, you're very creative and I, you do have good Photoshop skills. Um, but one thing, so one thing I always, I ask every person that we talk to that's in the, in the gear industry mm-hmm. and I, and I like, I feel like this is a good oh, question I know. for you. This is upcoming stuff. So, cause you're all, you're into innovating and doing new things, but what do you think is going to be the biggest or the newest trend or the biggest thing or gear related and backpacking in the next like five to 10 years. Cause like, it's so like 10 years ago, if I would have asked you this, some people would be like, Oh dude, Dyneema is going to like blow up or like frameless packs. But what do you think, what do you think is going to be big? Is there anything you see? Like, what are your thoughts on that as someone who, who makes gear? Yeah. So I don't know that you can get much lighter than Dyneema. I mean, that's pretty light stuff, but I, you know, Dyneema has, has had some problems as far as just the supply chain. Mm-hmm. Over last winter, we had a lot of problems getting in certain types of Dyneema, which really held us up doing some of the backpacks we were making early in the season. And then it started to get better. And then COVID hit, and then it got worse again. And it's still kind of sketchy, depending on what kind of Dyneema you want to use. So maybe other fabrics that are similar to that, because it feels like one place makes it and distributes it, and 
a couple of distributors in the United States that work with it. And it's just um, either, either that supply chain's going to get fixed or someone else is going to jump in and kind of take over that part of the market, the ultra light, ultra strong. And they have X-Pack and stuff like that, but that stuff's hard to like seam tape. Um, so maybe just I still think materials. I think there's still room to grow in the materials department. Okay. Um, so someone told me, you might know if this is true, that <clears throat> Dangema, they lay like the strands by hand. Do you know if that's true? I don't know if it's by hand. It's, it's definitely. But it's like a very manually intensive process. That's part of why it's so expensive. I mean, it's a lot of it's obviously mecha it's mechanical. There's a lot of machines involved. I, I personally don't know, but I don't think it's like one person laying a strand. No. But okay. it, is a lot of, it is a lot of individual strands. And okay. Um, I, I honestly don't know the entire process. I've watched a few videos and read a few things about it, but it is a pretty labor intensive process, which is why it's so expensive. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's one guy going. You know, that's, like, that's a lot of really expensive. <laughs> I would not want that job. What is um what what is X Pack? I honestly don't know. I've only made a few things with X Pack, just just prototype and stuff. I don't really know much about it. Um, I know I can still print on it, so I, I've tested that. We may get into some X Pack backpacks at some point, but honestly, we're still kind of behind on a lot of production with this year just being a little bit crazy, trying to get into the new shop. But just getting to this point was a challenge. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. But um, I do want to get into more X-Pack stuff for sure, but mainly with the backpack. And what is what is the what is like um, what what are the arc halls made out of? Rip ripstop. Um, it's not true like, Dyneema. It's, it's like, like not yeah. Dyneema. Is that what is that what X-Pack is? Do you know what I'm talking no, about? It's not X-Pack. So they have. I think you can get that in a couple of different versions um, through Z-Packs. Hey, I think what do they, they have call a couple it? different things you can get. Uh, there's a name but, for uh, it's not like ripstop. It's um like grid stop stuff. There's there's different kinds. Um, so what is so so X pack is like a different. This material science is very interesting to me. X pack uh, I believe is still laminated laminated. Um, so it's still waterproof the yeah. material itself. It's the seams that are hard to kind of seam tape. Okay. Uh, with Dyneema, there's a layer of you know I'm not even sure what exactly what it is on, on both the front and back. It's kind of sandwiched all together. Basically, it's laminated. That makes it easier to tape. But something about the lamination they use on X-Pack, I think, is only on one side. I don't think they laminate both sides like they do with Dyneema, which is why you can't tape it. I could be wrong on all that. Okay. That's what I think it is. Uh, grid stop was what I was thinking of. Yeah. That's what that's what yeah. Z-Pax calls it. No. Uh, so one thing I want to talk about, too, is um, your packs don't get enough love from us. Like, I feel like you're the printed Dyneema bag. Oh, like, I know. We, we'll talk yeah. about your packs yeah. for a little I know. bit. Like, you have some really pretty so, packs. Yeah, so the packs, the thing is, we make a ton of bear bags. That's probably mm -hmm. our biggest thing is the, the bear bags. Everybody and, yeah, says that. Pocket gadget yeah. Bags. yeah. But as far as the packs, we've only had maybe three or four YouTubers buy them so far. Mm -hmm. um, I don't, I, we're not, I'm not at the point where I can start giving them away to get yeah, more right. stories for them just yet. There's a couple of guys I've talked to that said, once we get caught up, I'll definitely ship it through a couple, couple guys out there who want to review it. I have this already picked out. Um, but, you know, it's, Hopefully, moving forward now, we can start streamlining, streamlining that process because we have been behind production-wise. I do have a, a pack right here. I'm glad you brought it up. And I'm not sure if she's listening to you guys right now, but Lisa Williams, you guys know who she is? Oh, yeah. She's, she's in the chat. She's in the chat. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So she Shout out to Lisa. Shout out to Lisa. And I was supposed to send this to her a month ago, but my plan was I held on to it so I could do some pictures in the shop. <laughs> but it took so long to get the shop up and running. I thought I would just do it right here, right now. So this is actually Lisa's pack. Oh, no, nice. oh, Lisa. Lisa. All right, Lisa. Yeah. Well, all right, let's, critique, <laughs> let's critique Lisa's choices. That's yeah, it. So That's we cool. Have, yeah. like, crazy blue design on the top. And yeah. Blue gym material on the side. But it's all custom printed. It's very cool. We've got the, uh, the pad on the back. Oh, that's sweet. Stuff here. Yeah, I like we make that. Make straps and everything. Got the hip belt pockets, adjustable pockets. And we went with the elastic on the outside, but then just a jersey mesh kind of stuff. 
for the pocket stuff, which is also adjustable. So that's I like her pack. The, I like the look of that. Yeah, that Lisa, blue, you're getting a solid pack That's there. really cool. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll send this out to you on Monday, Lisa. There you go, Lisa. That out of the way. That's pretty. So would you say, um, this is a question Andy always asks, like, what is your, like, like your go-to item that gets sold all the time? You refer to what keeps the lights on. Yeah, what keeps the lights bear, on. Is that bear bags? We sell a ton of bear bags, and both just regular stock bear bags and um, printed bear bags. And we were actually a little behind on some of the, the Dyneema, and we have a, another big shipment coming in this week that was going to save our butts because we were running really low. Uh, but that just the supply chain has been disrupted. I'm sure you talked to other yeah. vendors mm-hmm. and the same thing. They've said that. Yeah. And I feel yeah. bad. There's some people that have been waiting you know, 30, 40 days for an order. We're just waiting on that Dyneema to get here. Yeah. Uh, but last week we had a big shipment coming in. Another one is on its way right now, tomorrow or Tuesday. And tomorrow will be the first full day. Everybody's in the office at the same time. So we did start here two weeks ago working full time. But now the full staff will be here tomorrow. Hit the ground running and should uh, be caught up within just a couple of weeks. Nice. Yeah. Um, what's the, uh, this is another thing I wanted to ask you. Um, what's like the weirdest or funniest thing someone's wanted you to print? That was a question. That was a question. Oh, that was a question in the chat. Well, that was a question. Okay. Oh, I've, I've, I've printed pictures of naked dudes already. Really? What? Really? <laughs> and it's, they always, it always starts with the same thing. It's like, I don't know if you'll do this or not. I was right back. I am not the police. I don't care. And then I get a picture back of his butt or something like that. <laughs> yeah, it, that's probably one of the weird. And it's been a couple of guys doing it. And it's always dudes. You know, where are the girls at? No, should we remember. should we put our asses on some packs and send them to somebody? <laughs> That'd be kind of funny. <laughs> that's really funny. I did not yeah. expect that. I thought maybe some funny things. I didn't expect dudes' asses. Yeah, uh, what it is, it's like, you know, the guys like to get naked and stand on the peak somewhere. It's oh, that yeah. yeah okay, okay. It's not just a big old butthole. On <laughs> I was like, some dude like spread ass on a bear bag. <laughs> That'd be really funny, uh, actually. Yeah. <laughs> no, so no, no uh, naked chicks have been like sent you pictures no, and be like, "Hey, man, no. yeah." I think I'm always got to all them before they got. Yeah, them. I'm trying to give my husband something for his birthday. <laughs> I want you to put me naked on a bear bag. Uh, shoot. <laughs> but you must get all sorts of like weird requests for stuff to people to print for you, right? Yeah. So we, and what we do is we take their pictures and we'll do some you know slight modifications editing wise to make it look as good as it can. Mm-hmm. So we can take a cell phone picture. We can take almost any quality photo and and do and, and print it pretty well. Cause it's almost like printing on canvas where canvas, you don't have to have a high resolution photo to print on canvas cause you have that grain in the mm-hmm. canvas. So I can do some sharpening. That's going to make it look good on the back. Even if it's a crappy Instagram photo or something like that or Facebook, yeah. we can still make it look pretty good. Yeah. You did uh the face bag picture I sent you was literally you, a selfie from my, from my phone. And then Andy's was like a screen grab yeah. in the video. And yeah. I thought you did a really yeah, yeah, good job. Yeah, Here's a screen grab from video. We're still able to kind of sharpen it up enough yeah. to make it look good. And, that's where you just kind of sharpen the edges, the lines that you visibly see in the photo. If you look at it on the screen, it looks pretty horrid. But when you print it, it looks good. So and, and you know what's crazy? Well, this isn't crazy at all, but we've used your your printed bags a lot. And there's no degradation. Yeah, we have Nothing's actually. falling apart. It was permanent. It yeah, was actually. It only fade when that dyneema itself starts to degrade, which I don't know what that, that lifespan is, but it, it's permanent. It's baked into that dyneema. Uh, it's not going anywhere. Yeah, it was really funny actually. We went we went uh, on a trip last weekend with uh, my neighbor and his fly fishing buddies, and he was like, "Hey, can I, can I borrow a, a bag?" I was like, <laughs> you made him like, use your face. Yeah, bag. I was like, "I got a bag for you," <laughs> and I, I didn't tell him, and, uh, awesome. and and it was pretty funny. I was like, "It's my face." He's like, "Oh my god!" It was actually really funny. It would have been funnier if it was my ass, though. <laughs> now that now that you bring that up, <laughs> I'm gonna write that down as a Christmas present. Yeah. <laughs> 
aspect. No, aspect. Oh, the aspect. The aspect. Oh, man, that's good. Yeah. Could you imagine you're just at camp and you hang up a bag and it's just no, like it's, our no, raw the, ass the on front's it. the face and then the back is the ass. Oh, my God. I, I, I thought like you'd... I forgot whose ass is whose. Uh, <laughs> I also thought you... We had, a, we had a couple... I had you... We made a couple face bags for Travis... Uh, and David, David too, and I thought yeah. the ones you made for them were really yeah. good too. They, I thought those they, turned they out really, really well. Those. Yeah, they loved them. I mean, we yeah. went backpacking with them, and we strung those up, and there's like, we gotta get some face bags for you guys. Yeah, <laughs> we're like, we'll get, we'll get you some face bags. <laughs> I, I thought it was, it was, it's a, it's a good trend, but no one else has requested their face on a bag. Are we the only faces? Well, no, I've done a couple. You I have done a couple, um, and I've seen people post them on Instagram. So I think we shared a couple. Of maybe, I think it's gonna be less than ten. I mean, we've done a lot of bags, but probably actual faces of just like a single person. I've done families. I've done people's wives. I've done their kids, but never like their own face. I've done maybe 10 of people like their own face. Yeah, and it's yeah. because of you guys. <laughs> I don't think anyone else talks to it on their own. There needs to be a face pack A face pack is the next step in the, in the face I evolution. I did do a face pack. Did you really? Yeah. So, um, oh, man. Uh, what's the guy's name? Is a pack I made earlier in the year, and he's actually makes some YouTube videos. So his pack, when he wears it, his face, normal face, is facing forward. The side of his pack has his face looking back, and it does look pretty cool. It's a a custom pattern I made with like purple and some different colors. And it's like a custom camo, but then his face, just like the profile of his face, is facing backwards. It looks pretty badass. Well, that's so cool. how so, did you? Uh... Like all this like Photoshop stuff, did you just figure, did you, is this a byproduct of being a photographer? Like how did you get good yeah. at this? Yeah, yeah just um, you know, self-training. We do a lot of training videos at our studio and stuff like that. Just kind of over the years, growing with Photoshop. I mean, I've been using Photoshop for 15 years. So yeah. it's uh, no, no formal school or anything, but just you can YouTube almost anything. Yeah. Have YouTube you, backpack. Have you been a photographer for 15 years? Yeah, so before that, I was a wedding DJ, believe it or not. I've seen and those so I, pictures on Facebook, uh, Ben. Yeah, so I did some nightclub DJing uh, for many years. I did some traveling. I traveled across the country with some DJing. But I had a photography studio in my house where I did like my family photos, some extended families, just people in the neighborhood. So I was into photography for a very long time. It, it was about 15 years ago, after 15 years of DJing weddings, I had someone ask me if I would actually photograph their wedding. This was still on film. That's all. Oh, wow, shit. nice. Yeah, so I shot for a first plane on film, and I hated it. It was terrible. But there was this, but around the same time, I was switching to digital. So around 2004, I switched to digital that year, and I shot another wedding that season, and then I absolutely loved it, slowed down the DJing, trans, you know, just basically transferred over to photography within about a year or two's time, and the rest is history as far as that switch from DJing to photography. And I, I absolutely love the wedding industry. I really do. Uh, it's been a long time. It kills your weekends, but um, I love yeah, it. Yeah, I know. I feel like I always see you Friday nights, but you're always working. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> like always yeah, working to, weddings. If I get an alert on my phone, I'll like I'll chime in. I'll, I'll, I'll click on your link. Did you guys have a live video? But I can't hear anything. So yeah. I'll just say something stupid. Or, yeah. Or, I, I love you, Andy, or something. Did you? Um. So are you? So where where are you from originally? Pennsylvania. So Waynesburg is about an hour south of Pittsburgh. Uh huh. So if you guys drive straight to Pittsburgh, make a right, go straight down 79. We're an hour south of Pittsburgh. We're about half hour north of Morgantown, West Virginia. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, so we're four hours away from Dolly Sods, where I'm at. Uh -huh. There's really oh, okay. no big trails around here. We have one big trail. It's like 44, 45 miles long, goes through, through our county, but it's all on private property. It's not very popular, but I've done it, most of it at this point, but not straight through. Where, um, like, do you, where, where is like your dream backpacking? Like, have you ever been out West? 
No, I, I, that's the thing. I mean, I'm only five years in. I'm still exploring West Virginia. Yeah, yeah. There's, still, there's a lot. There. And there's Pennsylvania. A, West Virginia and Pennsylvania is And beautiful. where you are in Pennsylvania with the access to West Virginia, you're actually in a pretty good, much better than where we live. You're in a pretty good spot for getting to really, yeah. really cool backpacking. I've done the Laurel Highlands hiking trail. I've done that one. But I bailed after like day four, day three, towards the end of that. It, got, it was like a really hot stretch. Mm. And I got to a campsite. Have you guys been there? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, so there was a, I was counting on some water being there with the well. And... I had passed up a water source. I'm thinking there's a well, be fine. And then the well wasn't working. Ooh. And I was I was hurt. I was already in bad shape at that point. Woke up the next day and I was like, I could go like 12 more miles to the next water source. And I was like, yeah, I'm just gonna call the wife. So I just kind of hung out. She came pick me up. It was like uh, maybe two hour drive for her to get me. But I do want to go back and redeem myself on that one. Well, uh, really being out of water is a dangerous we, situation. Um, so. We actually yeah. were. That wasn't feeling real good. Yeah, we were. That, that was... No, that's uh, that's that's tricky. We've done. <clears throat> Two thirds of the Laurel Highlands Trail. I've, d- I've done the whole thing. He's done the whole thing. Yeah, I think yeah. I've done like forty for two. No, it's funny you say that because we were actually considering going there in like a couple weeks, but all the shelters were booked. It's it's a very it's a cool. Hey, first off, that trail is not easy. No, um, no it's, it's, it's no, rocky it's and it's not flat, but the shelter system is very cool and very unique. And we were thinking about going back there in a couple weeks, but the shelters are all booked, so yeah. we got to find a place to go. Hey, the only thing I didn't like about that trail system that I didn't know about, because I'm used to backpacking through West Virginia, and mm-hmm. West Virginia, you just kind of you know go until you find a used campsite and you can stay there. In Pennsylvania, yeah, like, you, you have to register that. your sites ahead of time. Yeah. And so I thought I, you know, I'd hike one day. You get to the trailhead where the, where the camping area is going to be. You may have to hike another mile or two to get to where the camp is. Yeah, I, like, yeah, I didn't know I know, that. I know. So that screwed up you know, my timeline of what I wanted. So it gets getting dark. I'll, camp, I'll hike until it gets dark, take my time, take some pictures. Get to where the trailhead is like, oh, I got two more miles to the camp or whatever it was. Another yeah. mile. And that was a little frustrating. I didn't quite understand that. So Pennsylvania is a little weird, but it was nice. I liked it. Yeah, Laurel Highlands has that one campsite that's literally a mile off the trail. Yeah, they don't you walk you down that, there. Yeah. You walk down the gravel road for a while. Yeah. yeah. That does suck when you're like, I'm, I'm going to get to camp. And the worst and is, like, oh, shit. <laughs> and the worst is the next day you're like, oh, cool. I have a mile I know, hike. to go back out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But at least, at least you um, live close to that sort of stuff. You know, we got to hike. Yeah. We got to, we got to drive to anywhere. We have a three, you know, three to four hour drive minimum oh, wow. to anywhere that's even like remotely cool, which kind of sucks. Yeah. And we always think about, we always talk about how Pennsylvania and West Virginia, like, the, the, just the quality of outdoor recreating in both of those states is so much better than Ohio. Have you have you ever been to yep. Central Ohio for your wedding biz? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I've been almost everywhere. It's I've been super flat. Yeah. There's like no yeah. outdoorsy stuff. It's cornfields for like miles <laughs> on end. So we have to drive out of here, which kind of sucks. But so we're always envious of people who live in Pennsylvania, and you and you live in Southern Pennsylvania. We're like, oh. Those guys, they can drive. You're two hours from Laurel Highlands? I guess that's still pretty the, far. The, the, okay, two hours from Laurel Highlands, I'd probably be on there every weekend. And you know where Ohio Powell is. I'm only yeah. like an hour and ten minutes from Ohio Powell, yeah. so that ends up pretty close. Yeah. yeah. After all time, hit those local trails there. It's pretty nice. Have you ever done the rafting in Ohio Powell? Yeah, yeah it's, a couple it's, times. It's pretty fun. It's a cool little spot. Yeah. It's probably been ten years since I've been up there on that, but love whitewater rafting for yeah. sure. Any cool... Uh, or. I don't want you to spill the beans on anything, but any new like products you're developing for Hilltop packs or are you just kind of trying yeah, to catch up? I mean, I have, I have several that we've wanted to put out there, but again, it's like we've had these, you know, Dyneema shortages, I guess I'll call yeah. it supply chain issues. We had that, even though most of them have been kind of fixed, but um, knowing we have to get into a bigger shop and I'll, I'll talk about that in a second, but we have a nice fanny pack we've made and I'm pretty excited about it. And I've only a couple guys have it right now. And I just haven't released it yet because I wanted to get into this shop so I can yeah. actually get like you know 50 or so made before I even put it out there. 
And so we've just been behind on production like all year. We just can't get ahead. So yeah. I don't want to put anything else out there until we're actually caught up and get normal mm-hmm. lead times on the way. But the next one's going to be a fanny pack for sure. Nice. It, we have about 20 of them made just, you know, but I want to get more done. Yeah. So talk to us about yeah. the move. Yeah. Talk into the new shop. Yeah. The original plan, I own four leases from other business. It's a pretty big, I don't say complex, but we have like a gallery, we have a print shop, we have a portrait studio, we have a photo, photo booth company. So we have a lot of space. We have a warehouse. Our original idea was to move Hilltop Packs into one of those spaces. We have a lot of extra space. And that was probably early in the year. But then as soon as COVID hit around the same time, we started getting like some problems with the building. There was a leak in the roof. Then we had some electrical issues there. <laughs> Landlord wasn't very attentive. Then we had some water issues. And just things are piling up. And I don't know if he, hopefully he's not a, uh, Show Brothers fan. Listen to this <laughs> he's, not, he's, he's not. He's not. He's not. Yeah, so he lives in another state and he's just not not fixing anything. So it was getting a little frustrating. So we decided not to put Hilltop Packs there. We already started ordering all the equipment. We've had it for a while. And so we decided to go ahead and pull out of that place altogether and move McMillan Photography to another space and move Hilltop Packs to another space. Oh. Then that space, Hilltop Packs, actually fell through. So we decided to share the same space, the new space for McMillan Photography. We're actually on the upper level of McMillan Photography right now, of the oh. new space. Oh, okay. nice. It's literally taken us two months from like the time we started to get up here. And then once we're here, now we have electrical issues here too. It's like these electrical issues keep chasing us around. So trying to move our print shop has been the biggest problem. That's the biggest power-hungry place. We need a lot of power. And that's three floors down from where we are right now. And that's supposed to be fixed today. Still not done. Hopefully by Tuesday or Wednesday. So like, we can get everything up here. Does your power just like cut out randomly? Yeah. What does it do? Yeah. So you can't run a lot of machines on. There's more more um, lines connected to each other. More like little outlets. I'm not an electrician. Sorry. There's more outlets connected to each other than I realized. So you turn one machine on, and all of a sudden you find out you can't run three more over here because they're all in the same line. Yeah. This room's been fixed, but the basement where the print shop's going to be has a lot of issues. And we have new lines run. They just need all tied in, and that's hopefully going to happen Tuesday or Wednesday. So I can't show you the print shop yet today, but I can show you the rest of this shop in a little bit. So long time coming, a lot of setbacks, but these are all good problems to have. I'm not going to complain too much. So there was a uh, request in the chat can, asking if they if you can show the uh, fanny pack. Is that possible? Oh. I, I would, but actually it's not even here. It's actually at the other shop. It's at the, we still have our home shop too. We're working okay. out of there. So it is, that's that's going to be our prototype, prototype shop and maybe some backpack stuff. But um, I can show that. I'll show some pictures here pretty soon. There you go. Um, Not today. I, I want to ask a. Uh, I I, I want to ask a curveball question. Oh. It's not a curveball question. I want to talk to you. What do you think? So I'm okay. So the last like two years, ever since we started this channel, we started this channel four years ago. I never realized before getting into YouTube like how much basic photography skills matter with shooting video. That was like a big thing for me. I know you know this. Oh, yeah. You it's, shoot good video. It's huge. It's huge. So anybody wants to get into video, I tell everybody, go to photography first. It's a lot of the same yeah. stuff. Photography first. But there's a few other little things with video you got to know about as well. But if you can learn photography first, you're going to know your shutter speed. You're going to know aperture. You're going to understand ISO. All these things translate very well to video, but then you also have to think about shutter, uh, the uh, the shutter speed with video. So that's the actual curveball and how you apply that to video. And lighting is obviously a big thing, but if you can learn lighting with photography, that directly applies to video as well. Like I do have a light right here. It's about a 45 degree angle, a little above my head. I don't know if you can see that there. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, but I also have window light over here. We are losing some daylight, but you know, lighting's a big deal. Even for still on a webcam, uh, might as well have some decent lighting. What's, what's the trick with, uh, with shutter speed for video? 
I shoot I shoot double I shoot double the frame rate and shutter speed. There you go. Is that's that what it. I'm okay? Yeah, that's what I'm you gotta good. do. And it is a thing. Most people are not gonna notice the jitteriness like or the, the, and the blur. shortness of the video. Yeah. yeah. So what it is is like when your hand's moving, a little bit of blur mm-hmm. and that's what you want to see, a little bit of blur. So if you could picture you say twenty four frames a second. We'll give everybody a lesson right here. So you say you have 24 frames a second. That means your camera is taking 24 pictures every second, okay? But if that picture is static and very sharp, and it's a – this is – I'm going to draw a picture of Andy. You're going to make me fat. The, the, the white fat, the white. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> this is Andy. So if you take if – you, if you shoot a really high shutter speed, you're going to see every single individual frame being super, super sharp. But what you really want to see when you watch movies and stuff – you see a little bit of motion blur from frame to frame. So there's a little blurry in the frame. And that's what you want to see. So most people won't notice that. But if you want to know why your video doesn't look as good as like an actual movie or like a high-end video, it's that shutter speed difference. And paying attention to that and locking that in, like doubling that frame rate, like you said. That's what's going to make your video kind of stand off from everybody else. And then color grading, all that kind of stuff, that's different. I've but, just started doing that because I, I, yeah. I just got to – I just got a nice new camera. We set should up. we should have a segment like once a month called Photography Lessons with Well, ben. he's no. <laughs> honestly, the the point of me asking this question was I wanted to know what you think because like mirrorless is the hot rage in cameras. Like, what do you think is going to be big in photography in the next like five years? That's why where I was going with this. Sure. So I, I'm old school. I still like my DSLRs for nice. photography, but for video, we shoot all mirrorless stuff for video. We shoot Sony for mirrorless. We shoot Nikon for photos. But honestly, there's a lot of people in my studio that actually shoot Canon. I was gonna say, why do you hate mirror- Canon? If you shoot, if you shoot Nikon and Sony, do you, is Canon bad? I'm shooting Canon, Ben. Oh no, they're honestly at this point they're all good. I mean, even your cell phone is, does a pretty damn good job. Um, technology is crazy anymore. Um, but we have guys that shoot Canon. I've just been shooting Nikon for years. I'm pretty invested in it. I think I was with uh, I shot Olympus way back in the day, oh, back when they nice. used to make digital cameras. They don't do that anymore. But I switched to Nikon. But honestly, anymore, you get whatever camera you can afford. Shoot the crap out of it. Don't upgrade until you know you've maximized everything out of that camera and you know exactly what you're missing if you don't know what you need exactly you probably don't need to upgrade yet yeah mm. i'm, I'm just advice. now the last like six months i'm trying to get like much better at photography at like principles of photography because that translates sure. directly to like film like video and that's something i never realized like years ago yeah, that, just uh, framing just you know learn yeah, how to frame your shots, shots and the stuff like, like that. all that's that stuff thing. um so I, I was looking forward to talking to like an actual professional photographer about that because i know it's cool it's really hard you understand why people are like really good photographers because like it's not easy to do um and i've seen some of the i've seen your videos you make you make really good videos you need to upload more videos to youtube your video mm-hmm. skills well, are really good i'm kind of lazy so a lot of the stuff <laughs> is, is kind of funny so i own a photography studio i could do some really high-end photography Everything for Hilltop Packs, every Instagram picture, every Facebook picture, website has been taken on my phone. That's yeah. hysterical. Yeah, that I is swear, hysterical. I've never used the camera and just because I'm just fast. I just want to keep on yeah. going. And people, you know, people work here make fun of me. I'm using the cell phone. I'm a professional photographer using the cell phone for the pictures. Um, but for video, if I'm doing, if I'm doing a paid project, I'll bring in all the big gear. But if I'm just doing some little shop videos, again, straight to the phone. My trip videos, when I do backpacking trips, I use a little Sony action cam for the most part. I might take my drone up in the parking lot, get a few aerial yeah. shots, put it back in the car. And then I, I don't hike with my drone at all. It's just too heavy. Uh, I'm kind of lazy when I'm backpacking. I just use my little Sony action cam and it's good enough. But aren't you taking like a legit DSLR with you out there? I do. But so I you like, don't film on I it? Do with my little, 
I know it's kind of confusing, but I actually I'm taking I like taking pictures with my DSLR, but then take the video of me taking the picture with my other action <laughs> cam. So I'll hang the action cam in a tree. I'll walk out and I'll take a picture of a landscape of a creek or something like that. Okay. So I do take both cameras, I, but I don't film video with the big camera. Do you so um, so I um so I have a new Canon. So we we shot all our trip videos for the last like year on a, on a very small Canon mirrorless camera. We're going to still do that, but I'm taking a much bigger Canon mirrorless camera and I'm looking at your chest rig that you've got. Sure. So you can, you use that. I mean, you, you stick your DSLR in that, right? Yeah. Cause yeah, everybody, absolutely. I'm still using the old prototype I made years ago, but the ones I make now are much better. Uh, that if we can customize it, you can do you have like a little, take like a gorilla pod or something. There's a strap on the side for the gorilla pod. You could do that. And it's roll top. So, you know, the problem with zippers, zippers are going to get a little bit of water in it no matter right, what you do. Right. Roll top's going to keep it out. I can't call it waterproof, but it pretty much is. Everybody you know, like uses Everybody's using, and they scare me, these Peak Designs clips. Yeah, how... how and, I have one, and I like it for lighter cameras, but I don't know how some of these guys right. carry bigger cameras on the clip. It hurts my chest. Yeah. It hurts my boob, and man. The, it's like the, right yeah. here, it's like sagging. Push it the, down, and I can feel it. The Canon That's camera like I have is not small. And it would yeah. fit in a chest rig, um, but I see people like at Becker. I mean, these. I feel like that can't. I've never used either. What's, in the N50s, we can keep the M50s in a hip belt pot like pouch because they're so small. But this one won't go in there. So I either have to do the chest thing or the Peak Designs clip. And I just feel like that would like bang against. I don't know. What's the new camera you got? Yeah. EOS EOS R6. Somebody asked in the chat. There you go. Canon EOS R6. And yeah, I, there we go. Yeah. It all fit, but I, I do like that Peak Design clip. But it's just for heavier cameras. I shoot Pentax for my landscape stuff, and I have a really big Pentax four frame camera. I think it's like forty megapixels, something like that. So it's it's a decent landscape, but the lenses are heavy, the cameras heavy, and I have a Peak Design for my mirrorless Sony cameras. I tried it; it is just way too heavy. It, it's it's not going to work. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna get my ass on one of those DSLR things yeah. you've got. Yeah. <laughs> I can put your face on it. I'm just too. kidding. I'm yeah. just kidding. No, I'm not <laughs> kidding. I am going to buy one of those things. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's a power move right there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put my ass on there. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's hysterical. Um, no, but I, I am, uh, I was looking at, I, I, we, so we started do so, okay, this is the evolution of our YouTube channel. We started with a GoPro. Have you ever used a GoPro? Sure. Um, and the GoPro is great. <laughs> But we were carrying our cell phones. It, it wasn't that good. The GoPro, the GoPro is is good for what it's good for. It's not needed for us. No. So then we switched to the cell phones, and we did the cell phones for like a solid year. No, less than that. We did a couple. Long, we did our whole Colorado Trail in cell phones, and then a few other small things. Yeah, and this honestly, I mean, honestly, from a weight perspective, cell phones make the most. But then it's yeah. like when you do this enough and enough, you're like, oh, it's worth a pound if I can get. Uh, an actual yep. camera. So then we went to the, well, actually then we, we had a Canon ADD that I took on two trips. I took mm. Dolly Sodge. It was like freaking, yeah, it's like a brick though. Um, and then we found the M fifties. Have you ever seen an M 50? Yeah. I mean, has one. It's a nice little camera. They're so tiny. And that, I still think that is the best weight to quality you'll get, I think, I don't know, it's so small. I, th I agree with you. A friend of mine has it. And if you're going to do, if you're going to use that camera, the Peak Design clip is probably perfect. Yeah. For you. I, would, I wouldn't even bother using the bag. I would use that clip for that. It would actually work well. Um, but if you're going to use a full frame, yeah, it's, I so mean, a bigger camera, I should say. So now I have a full, it's just like the evolution of, and then, you know, and I, like on our last trip, I brought, I brought the EOS R6 with a big lens 
and the drone. Yeah, I mean, you and, carried a, a lot. and I brought a tripod now. Holy moly. Yeah. Well, I got Devin Devin at Backcountry uh exposure. Devin's he, here. Devin. So Devin, shout out to Devin. What's up, Devin? He, he um so cool, like dude. so yeah. like literally probably seven months ago in the in the the Facebook group we're in you know uh, he dropped a like this is the best tripod to take backpacking and I saved that link and I meant to DM him on Instagram I bought that tripod like two weeks ago and I took that with us to to, to uh, Cranberry and it was I mean. I literally brought ten pounds of camera gear, which I would never bring on most trips. But we were going on a fishing well, yeah, trip. Yeah, when you like when we you see this camping, when you see the video, you'll understand. Uh, but it that was tr- that, tr- that tripod. Is it that one pound tripod? Yeah, with an eight. I have the same tripod. It, it is a pretty sweet, but you got to be sweet. careful because it's a little sketchy. And it's it only a little bit. It's only twenty eight inches. So that's, like that's all you need. It's all you need. I was a little worried at first, but um, yeah, and it's not like. It's light, but he felt it. Like I have a, I didn't think it was that light. Super shitty Amazon Basics aluminum tripod that's probably lighter than this. It's definitely, but it's lighter. got a ball head mount. So anyway, I brought like ten pounds of camera gear, which I've never done before, but it was awesome. I mean, having the drone was sick. Having, I mean, the this EOS setup is like six pounds plus the tripod was like ten pounds of camera gear. And I'm like, I could never do this on a backpacking trip, but it was pretty sweet to have. We were on our bikes, just to have on bikes. And if you're like base camping, I don't know. I'm like, well, now it's just a it's a dangerous slope because like we were talking about doing Laurel Highlands. I'm like, I think I might bring the, bring the tripod. Like, why not? <laughs> you know, why not? I don't know, but I, it's a constant battle with us to keep weight down, but to increase the quality of the footage we're taking. And like, definitely, it's worth it. I don't know. It's sometimes it's worth it to like you know, lose a few pounds to like have a better, a better customer experience. Yeah. But I, I agree. But at the same time, like there's plenty of channels out there that shoot on like really, I know like really, I don't want to say crappy year cause it's not crappy, but their videos are great. I know it's not about, it's more about what you're doing and where you're going. Yeah. Then the, yeah, it's the con- camera the content I know. is king. I, mean, I, know. I don't care what you say. Content is king. If you're making good quality content, it doesn't really matter what you're filming on. But from a creative standpoint, yeah. I get the, the want that you want it to be better quality. You want that. And I do that every day with my regular job. So sometimes when I'm backpacking, I don't care about quality. I just want to take my little action cam. It's light. Mm-hmm. It's easy. Got a little um, bendy tripod on it so I can slam it into a tree real quick. And so that works well for me. But, you know, I use that front pack, like I said, for the camera that I'm using to take photos. But depending on which camera you take, the clip might work for you. Yeah. I just, I'm worried about it. <laughs> and then it's like if that thing fails and your camera just drops off, hits the ground. I don't know. That's scary. Um, so I want to get a little tour of the yeah, shop. Yeah, I want to get sure. a tour. There's some good comments. Are there comments well. we should address? Um, we always ignore the comments on these because we don't we don't want to take so, away from our conversation so, with you. So I'll say this. Um, go ahead and if you have any questions for Ben, go ahead and put them in there. Some of you guys have been putting it in there. Uh, Devin asked, strangest thing you've printed on for a customer. But we, we, we've, we've Dude's asses. Yeah, we've already addressed <laughs> that. It was actually Devin that wanted his butt pick, butt on. Hey, you know what? Yeah, knowing Devin, Devin, I 100% believe that. <laughs> um, <laughs> let me see here. A lot of love for you, Ben, in your company. Um, the large bear bag is enormous. <laughs> it is. It is enormous. Yeah. Uh, lots of good comments here about good. No, we do have a lot of good customers. Whenever yeah. I like when I get it, I'll get an order and it's pretty cool to see like in the comment section, it's not just, they're not just saying like, thank you. They're literally addressing me and my family, which is pretty That's cool. cool. They're saying, I love what you guys do, especially when the mask thing was going on. So that was really nice. Cause I see all those orders coming through. Yeah. Here's it's a pretty, funny, here's, like, here's a funny comment. This uh, it says, it's funny. You guys think Ohio is a backpacking desert. Try Illinois. And Indiana. I know. Yeah. I know. 
sometimes I bitch about Ohio. And I'm like, at least it's not Indiana. <laughs> Illinois, too. Um, hey, that tripod's amazing. Huck Outdoors is in um, here. All right, so how about uh, yeah. drop, your co- drop your questions for Ben in right now if you have them. Can, can you, uh, yeah, I want to see can this. Can you place. tour us around there? Yeah, you guys will tour. So I'm going to try to unplug here from the power. I'm using a laptop. Now, this is just, we're going to consider this like our temporary shop because we're, there's another shop that's going to become available in like six months. We're probably going to move all this again. So I'm going to give you guys a little what? tour of what we have now. Okay. I'm going to try to turn this camera around. Oh, you got it. Oh, I'm wow. seeing the lighting. Look set. at all these. Actually, you have a lot of prints there. on the wall. Yeah, just some stuff we had laying around. Can you guys see okay right now? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Are those right. jukies? Those okay, jukies. So I'm going to kind of walk around. They don't have any jukies here. Just I have a couple at home, but this is a conserver. This is like the triple feed machine that does like the backpack, some of the heavier material. Okay. This over here is a bar tacker. Can you guys see that? Up yeah, here? yeah, yeah. It does yeah. a lot of your reinforcement. Wait, it's a what's stitches. it called? It's called a bar tacker. A bar tacker. It does like the Xbox stitches and uh, like reinforcing stitches that stuff. Hey, like a, like what dro- you see on your jeans. Okay, uh, okay, okay, okay. All right. So I was like, you're dropping a lot of sewing terminology here. <laughs> yes, sir. This is, I don't know if you can see this thing. Oh, I saw, yes. I saw this. Yes, that's You made cool. that, didn't you? I made that. So what this thing does, we used to, we wrap 50 feet of cord for our bareback kits by hand. And if you can see, we actually call it the greatest wrapper alive. And if you can see Dude, that's, that. a, that's a DJ case, isn't it? So what you, it's an old, it's an old turntable case. So when you push the button right here, <laughs> that... it'll actually wind 50 feet of cord. Did you, you made this? I made that. I'm, I'm a nerd. That's There's sick. a little computer in there. It tells it when to stop. There's a sensor on the takeoff wheel and it'll stop at 50 feet. I feel like you could sell that. I feel like you could patent and sell this. That's Uh, cool. I don't know. It's pretty ugly. (laughs) Oh, that's cool. I'm too lazy to make a better version. That's good enough. That's sweet. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, that's very cool. You just automated bear bear line guy's (laughs) job. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, So this here is a pedestal machine. This is like for our camera bags, the tops of our backpacks. This is a machine we don't use too often, but you know we use it enough that it's worth having it. This is a double needle machine over here. It's actually broke right i got i got a part to fix it it does like the tops of our bear bags because uh, it puts two stitches in at one time which is pretty slick oh. these are three main machines the workers work on this okay. does almost probably 90 percent of the work of like all the stuff we have and they're super fast all computerized they all do awesome a lot of auto features oh. auto cutting oh. of all of our webbing oh. um, a couple other companies have these and it's just you you load it up with whatever you need the webbing ribbon set the set the length it'll actually cut all that for you and i used to, again we used to cut it all by hand mm-hmm. and now we can do it in, in, in minutes we always take hours before oh that's sweet yeah so packs on the wall just some of the products on the wall this is actually where we make our own tape so instead of buying tape really expensive tape what? we have this big grate which actually comes down which you make so we actually make you make tape? yeah we made that so you, when you we make our dyneema tape we take this transfer tape it comes in a 12 inch wide roll and you roll it onto the Dyneema for one side, then you bring in the sheet that's 50 inches long, 12 inches wide, lay the grate down, use a knife, and you actually cut that out. That's how we get our strips of tape that look like this, save a bunch of money making our own tape. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so over here is actually where we tape all of our bags. Yes! <laughs> I was waiting for it. Yes. I was like, I knew there, I knew, ben, ben, I knew yes. it would be somewhere in this. Ben, you, please keep that there. Like, that has to stay there. That, that can't go anywhere. Yes. Yes. yes that's the poor, the poor person who has to work yeah, at that station. Yeah, you should have to look at me. Yeah. And, well, pretty much, pretty much every product you make in Hilltop Packs, does that get taped? Yes. Okay, so every single product gets taped while watching me. 
Exactly. There you go. Hell oh God, yes, buddy. Oh, that's so this funny. This is where we do some of the printing or the, <laughs> yeah, um, that's great. the order stuff. We haven't, we haven't used this stuff over here yet. We're still printing from home, doing all the packaging. I'll show you the cutting room is back in here. So Whoa. this is like our little cutting room where we store all the Dyneema back oh, here. Wow. But I moved over here yet. I'm still doing the cutting from home, so this is still a work in progress. But this will be the final cutting room while we're here. And then this is actually a room we're not finished yet. We're still working on that. Another little room. We're going to put a few machines back there. And this is just an overflow room at the, at the moment. Wow. So that's pretty much the... Look at that poster. That's, that's Front hilarious. and center when that you walk in so the room. funny. What, so what if some new hire here is like, who, who is this? <laughs> <laughs> They're like what? 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 What's going on here? I have to sit at the station, and this is Team Andy thing. <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah, you know what? My wife says all the time. She's like, "Are you okay being the only person that laughs at your jokes?" <laughs> That's pretty brutal, but the answer is yes. Okay. No, That's pretty funny. Do you? Yeah, um, I meant to. Yeah, you're good. I meant to ask you. Do you? Um, do you ever get your wife out backpacking with you? She does not like backpacking. She doesn't like the outdoors. She doesn't like stepping off the sidewalk. She is not in. No car camping either. Outside. Couldn't get her out no. there. Not at all. I've taken my kids like day hiking. My kids aren't into it. I have three kids. None of them are into it. Um, my two oldest kids, my two daughters, they, they like sewing. That was fun for them. But just still, I couldn't even get them outside. So, oh, man. No. That's rough. Yeah. That's, all yeah. That's okay. It's all, it's all good. So uh, here we go. One question for you from Justin Outdoors says, what piece of gear would you love to start making logistics and capital costs aside that you currently don't? Good question. Uh -huh. Good question. So I, I don't have any desire to like make quilts or like that. There's plenty of companies that make quilts, but I would like to start getting into making um, some kind of shelters. I'm not sure exactly what yeah. I would do with that. Maybe like some kind of like bivy or something like that to start with. Maybe not a full on tent or not even just a simple um, tarp, but something to, just something unique and something different. We're probably at least a year or two down the road for even considering that. There's a lot of stuff I want to do first. But what's up, Justin? He's a good dude as well. Yeah. Can, Canadian dude up there. <laughs> do you have buy, um buy milk in a bag? That's what a lot of Canadians do. <laughs> really? Disgusting. Milk in a bag. Yeah, ask him. Ask him. Buy his milk in a bag. Really? What? Yeah. All right. Yep. Canadians. That's what they do. Ask him. Wait, they buy it in a bag, not like a milk milk in a bag. That's a Canadian thing. Interesting. All right, Justin. Okay. All right, explain yourself. Interesting. <laughs> um, but he brings up a good point. What is your like um what is your like five to ten year plan here? And I ain't got one. I just want to survive COVID, get yeah. through here. Um, Good point. I have like a, a three-month plan uh, just to get through the year. Yeah. But I, I'm pretty excited. I mean, I know this wasn't my plan initially was to start a company, but I'm very excited. And the people I've met in this industry have been pretty cool. Other other um, cottage vendors as well. Everybody's been super nice. Um, Adam Pax, I talked to him briefly just to, just on Instagram, but he's a super nice guy. Uh, Red Paul Pax, I, we bounced some ideas back and forth. There's some really cool guys that I've met. And it's made me pretty passionate about this industry, which I never thought I would even, you know, a year ago wouldn't have thought of it. Uh, September 5th is when I opened up for business. And even that first month wasn't anything special. It was just something to do. And now here we are. I, I've been backing off my photography studio to do this almost full time. Really? Wow. Still doing weddings, but I'm not doing like the day-to-day -day stuff anymore in the office for McMillan Photography. I'm pretty much running this right now. So you know, pretty crazy. That's stuff. pretty so cool. Who knows five years it's gonna be. This is know. this is very good. That's uh, very cool. Like most of the um, most of the cottage companies we talk to, business. You know, I get the downturn from COVID, but with take out COVID, business has been pretty good. So that's really really good to hear. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's the, very the good. Customers have been amazing, and and I I know a couple other cottage vendors have the same problem. It's really just the supply chain issues we're having right yeah, now, and yeah. it, it'll get worked out. Um, 
that's the biggest headache. You you make it one product, and then all of a sudden that color is not available anymore. Yeah. Of that Dyneema or X Pack, and I'm not the only one going through that. But um, you know, look for us, we can't print our own stuff. But even that has its challenges when you can't get the right kind of Dyneema. In. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Lisa asked, other than bear bags, what's the next most popular item? The dual pocket gadget bags. Nice, yeah, we got those. The customer, yeah. the customer actually asked if I can make like a dual pocket uh, bag for his like batteries and cords and stuff. I was like, sure. And most of the ideas have come from that, from customers mm-hmm. just talking to them. And, and that's, that's, I saw a lot of those too. And then we added a bigger size. I think it might've been even Devin, if he's still in there, he asked if we made a bigger one. Um, and I think we, that's, I think that's when we started making the larger size of the dual pocket gadget bags. And then there's a the girl, uh, hike Oregon. She wants to start doing like a larger, uh, dual pocket bag like for like a clothing bag and that's something i'll do that's here pretty not, soon i've already made a bunch idea. i just haven't put on the website again just trying to get in the new shop and get this up and running but that is on our radar as that's well that's a pretty good soon. idea ben i have a uh i have a product that you can make too that right. other companies have chosen not to make what is this that's no that's my 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 double-ended uh stuff sack hammock bag with the pocket with the with the the cover over it so you can put your stakes in it Right, that's right. D- Dutch told you to f off when you asked that. <laughs> so it was just an extra little pocket for your. It, but, 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 but hold on, hold on. There's a trick to it, though. There's a trick to it. You have to make it kind of like an envelope where you like, so it keeps the stakes in it. Don't worry, I got all the plans in this head right here. You will make it's, it's a double-ended stuff sack with you, a pocket on it that has a cover for the pocket. You will that's make a half a million dollars on that product alone. <laughs> It's a good idea. Same, it's a good idea. Legit. Yeah, it's yeah, good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So when you get send caught, it, yeah, draw you, it up, send it over. Yeah, when you get caught up, and then you can print my, you can, you can call it. You can print your ass. He put his <laughs> ass on. You it. can put my ass on it. <laughs> oh my god. Oh yeah. Cool. <laughs> so I still every. I just want to say ass bag. This whole thing. No yeah. the ass bag. <laughs> the face bag was the biggest thing of 2019. The ass bag because it's been an ass year. It's <laughs> the biggest thing of 2020. Towards the end of 2020. Oh my god, that's funny. That's amazing. Um, all right, any 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 other questions for Mr. McMillan? No, Ben. But make sure after this uh, goes on YouTube, go through and yeah, read go, the comment. The comments. There's out. there's a lot of yeah, people who are shouting out uh-huh. how how oh, great of a company it's been to work out work with you, um, um, sir. Thank you so much. This has been awesome. Yes, uh, it was fun. It was really fun to finally talk to you. Yes, um, we'll, we'll go out backpacking cool. sometime yes, as well. For we gotta, sure, we you're close to us. Yeah, you're close to us. And Jason gave up. Jason was like, "You gotta go backpack with Ben." So you got glow. You got glowing <laughs> reviews. Yeah. Uh, I did have Pat's, a lot of fun with Jason, and you know, I, you never know what to expect when you meet somebody. I know that's yeah. just YouTube, but yeah. to us, we watch them on a YouTube channel. To backpackers, it's like watching somebody on TV. So it is pretty surreal when you walk up to somebody in the woods, and it's a dude you just watch for a year on YouTube. And I know it's just some guy, but it's still pretty cool. Yeah. So they were super nice, super um, accommodating. Go ahead, Andy. Get yeah. something there. No, no. I was just going to say before we cut you off, and and I noticed you had notes. Was there anything that you oh, yeah. wanted to talk about yeah. that we didn't talk about? I'm sorry. Notes. Actually, I was making notes for my business before you guys came on. Oh, That's okay. not on the slide. All right. So, okay. All <laughs> right. I did write the. Uh, no, I, that wasn't. That was the Darwin thing. I was just going to make sure I mentioned he's the one that really kind of pushed us to do the 10 percent thing. No, that's like you said. By itself, 10 percent. You look at the numbers, look at the books. It's pretty scary stuff. But I do think it's going yeah, to a good cause. Yeah. And we actually have another plan in, pro- in progress. I can't say it just yet. And if I could throw another YouTube channel here and just yeah, for, for sure, now, go you guys for are it. Friends with John Kelly and yeah, Jeremiah for sure. I'm going to do another one with them, like a month and a half, month or something nice. like that. But we have another project coming up. that I'm pretty excited about. It's just as exciting about as the 10 percent. 
And uh, I don't want to say too much about that, but we're going to do that on their channel and kind of Great. explain that. Very cool. excited about what I'm going to do uh, the next step. So nice. Fix, cool. Fix we're excited. I'll, I'll give you guys a heads up. I'll let you guys know ahead of time. Yeah. Um, it looks like all the cool stuff happens on John and Jeremiah's yeah, I channel guess, now. I, get the, I guess they get all the like all the, all the big debuts. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, I do it right now. It's just not ready yet. It's like until <laughs> December. Fine, no, so I good. Kind of have to hold off. On you gotta that. tell so Jeremiah. When I, when I move to the big shop, I'll come back with you guys and show you right. the big shop. Yeah, here. that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Save the big shop for Show Brothers Outdoors. <laughs> yeah. Give the backpacking podcast the leftovers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, man. Hey, this has been really fun. Thank you so much, dude. Honestly, yeah, appreciate it. Thanks, Ben. Appreciate All right. Yeah, see, ya. see ya. All right. Bye, everybody. This was fun.